want to talk about the ultimate prophetic word. We're a people that talk about the prophetic all the time. And so I hope you got your Bibles near you, but Hebrews chapter 1, just two verses. Hebrews 1, 2, and 3. We unashamedly are a prophetic people, and we want the church to be a prophetic people because God said they are. <laughs> he said, I'll pour out my spirit on them, and all my sons and daughters will prophesy. But as we're a prophetic people, and we've been given some direction around that, we must remember what the ultimate prophetic word is. And you know where I'm going with this. But Hebrews chapter 1 the writer of Hebrews, Hebrews is, writes glorious things about Jesus, but it says, it begins like this, long ago at many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. In many ways through them, many prophets he spoke, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down the right hand of majesty on high. That's two to three powerful packed verses. In these last days, as my said, but in these last days, he spoken to us by his son. The delineation is made between the Old Testament, many prophets, various ways, the new covenant. Now, God has spoken one primary message, and it is Jesus. Jesus Christ is the primary message of the Father. That's what he says to us. It's one person, a manifold word. Revelation 19.10 says, Then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, John fell before an angel, he says, You must not do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold the testimony of Jesus and worship God. And look at the last phrase. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. True and genuine, biblical, change the world prophecy has as its primary theme and subject, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and the glory of who he is. The Father speaks a person to the earth. He spoke commandments to Moses. He speaks a person through the womb of Mary. And after that, and that speaking, I believe, is a multidimensional message to all of us. This passage mentions some of the messages spoken by him, and I want to highlight a couple of them and us just swim in them for just a couple minutes. This message that's Jesus is not just, it's, it's glorious. Everything the Son says to us is in his Son. I love watching Mene, who says in my favorite book, Jesus Christ, the sum of all spiritual things, it's five chapters that thick. My favorite book except the Bible. Jesus Christ, the sum of all spiritual things. He says, the Father didn't give us many things. He gave us one thing. And in that one thing, the person, Jesus, he gave us all things. He didn't give you wisdom over here and a little bit of insight over there and a little bit of tongues over there and a little bit. Jesus is who he gives us. And in Jesus is the unpacking, the unfolding of many of these fruits and manifestations. And so there's so many ways I could hit this. We could talk about him forever. I mean, the whole book, the whole New Testament is about Jesus. You understand? Four biographies, one after he's dead and he's in the church, book of Acts, it's about Jesus. It's the power of the Spirit flowing out from him. And then Paul's gonna unpack and interpret the glories of who Jesus is through the gospel, through multiple letters to the churches. A couple more apostles will write, and then John's got the book of Revelation, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. From Matthew to Revelation, your New Testament is about Jesus. Yes, he's in the Old Testament. We like to make the point the whole thing's about him. But man, I'm telling you, you're ramped up when you get to the New Testament. And it's God speaking his one message. 
His one message, which is the person of Jesus. And so in this sentence where the apostle here writes that, he lays out seven tremendous things that should all be sermon series. Number one, it says after he spoke to me, he says he's the heir of all things. Jesus is the heir of all things. What does that mean? This demands should call your meditation. This means that Jesus Christ is worthy of every soul, every animal, every tree, every river, every mountain. Jesus is the heir of all things. He's the true firstborn. The firstborn would get a double portion. You and I will inherit with him, but only because we're in him. Jesus is the heir of all things. That meditation alone, going deep in your heart, will dislodge you from deep habitual ownership to your own life. We're all struggling out of Adam's rights. We think we own us, and we own something. We don't. He is the heir of us. And so when that hits your heart in a powerful way, then you start going, oh my gosh, it's the nations, all of Africa, all of the Chinese are the inheritance of Jesus Christ. This is the motivation of our missions. We're going to get him what's rightfully his. Jesus Christ is the heir of all things. That's a powerful communication to a deluded race that thinks that ownership goes somewhere else. Number two, he is the one through whom the creation of the world came, through whom also he created the world in verse two. Jesus not only showed up in time 4,000 years after Adam, he's in the beginning. When you hear God said, God said, that's Jesus. That's the, he is the one who made everything that is his inheritance. He's the maker of every human being of every animal, of every tree, of every leaf. I'm telling you, he's the maker of it all. There's design that happened in the Godhead between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they executed that for the glory of God. And he's the one who not only gets it, but the one who made all of it. And we're in the midst of global thievery by a devil and commensurate flesh of man. But Jesus is raiding the house and taking the possessions back. Number three, he's the radiance of the glory of God. He's the outrain of the glory of God. When, when you look at the sun, what you're seeing on your eye, that round ball, you can't look at it too long, you'll get black dots, but that, it took eight minutes for that light, that ray, to move from the sun to your eyeball. Eight minutes. What you're seeing is the ray, not necessarily the sun. It is the sun, but the sun is... This thing we're guessing what it is, it's this exploding nuclear fission. I don't know what it is. It's amazing. But what we see is the rays from it. That's the same thing with Jesus. When you look at Jesus, it's what's outrained from Yahweh. What does Yahweh look like? What is coming out from him? It's Jesus Christ. When you read it, Jesus hits your view, and now you know this is the glory and the radiance of God. Number four, he's the exact imprint of the nature of God. How does God feel? How does God think? How does God talk? Read the Gospels. Read the Gospels. He's the very imprint of what God is on the inside. Not just what he looks like outside, what he is on the inside. His affections, his emotions, his troubling. I'm reading through. Jesus goes through all these emotions during the Gospel time. And when you want to know what he's like, look at Christ. That's the imprint of the nature of Yahweh. I mean, we had little pieces of what he was like in the Old Testament, But when Jesus came, it was like volumes and novels were released from heaven. Oh, that's what Yahweh's like. That's what he feels about the sick, about the broken, about our sin. 
It's a glorious, glorious thing. He's the imprint of the nature of God. Number five, he upholds the universe by the word of his power, and I don't even have any clue how to talk about that. What does that mean? (laughs) He made it all. He'll inherit it all. And the only way it's all holding together is the power of his word right now. I like to say this, and I know it's the scientists in here probably freak out when I do this, but you can call it gravity. I'm going to call it the word of the Lord. How am I hurling at 60,000 miles an hour around the sun while the earth is turning at 1,000? Does anybody feel that happening right now? 1,000 miles an hour, we're spinning, and I'm standing right here because of the word of his power. I'm made up of 40 million cells. How are they staying in order and stay keeping me alive for this? It's the word of his power. It's unbelievable. You are invaded and held together and everything around you by the word of Jesus' power. Let meditate on that and then bring your trouble before him and see if your faith's not just a little bit bigger about what he can do in the midst of that situation. Six, he makes purification for sins. Glorious one. The one who inherited all and who made it all and who's holding it all together and it all turned against him says I'll take the penalty of your sin you enemies you can slay me for your own penalty and then I'll turn your heart around and come toward me it's just I mean is anybody we've heard the gospel so much it's almost like it's lost its oomph that's a powerful story the rightful king that will judge every human being on planet earth for every thought and jottle and tittle of everything they've done came early to die for all those that would be on trial. Sheds his blood. Sheds his blood, the pure blood, and makes purification for sins. I'm forgiven tonight, amen? You're forgiven. Sin is our only real problem, and he has broke in and made purification for sins. And seven, he is seated at the right hand of majesty on high, literally in a body, Literally in a body up there waiting to break in and to bring glory. These are some of the things that are said through the one person. And I could go on. He's our holiness and our wisdom and our righteousness. and our <laughs> There's novel after novel of glory coming out from the one person. God had something to say to the earth, and it's Jesus. Jesus Christ, and you should make a study of him for the rest of your life because he is glorious. Father, I pray, stir our hearts up to be a prophetic people who say the right prophetic word, which is Jesus. It's the, word, it's the prophetic word everybody on the planet needs. On Broadway and in the suburbs, the rich and the poor, the black and the white, they all need a prophetic word, and it's Jesus Christ. So anoint us to stay focused, to speak it with clarity, to speak it with faith, the anointing and power by the Spirit to say Jesus in the face of death, uncertainty, struggle, delay. Jesus, you're our word. What gets me through all of that? It's you, Jesus. And so I pray for a fresh revelation for us in that regard. In Jesus' name, amen. Good. Yay.